Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. The subject of this podcast comes from a listener suggestion. Thanks, Fire Rabbit, I believe that's how it's pronounced, for asking about Aikidoka who have come to Aikido from other arts. I'm not sure what aspect of the subject in particular you're interested in, but I will give you my thoughts and hopefully you will find them informative. Aikido started as an art that almost all practitioners came to from other arts, and many were advanced practitioners. From the stories we hear, it appears that Judo and Sumo were the most common arts practitioners came from among the first two generations of Aikido practitioners. This makes sense as these arts were common in Japan, and at the time, martial arts were far more geographically limited than they are now. The name Aikido had not been adopted yet. It was called Aikibudo. Students were drawn to the art that Osensei was teaching. There are knowledgeable historians who can provide greater detail about when exactly the name changed and who introduced it. I've heard it was not even Osensei who came up with the name Aikido. The relevant point is that other martial artists were exposed to Osensei and came to him to learn what he was doing. It really doesn't matter much what name the art had at the time. Even Osensei came from other arts. It's natural as a martial artist grows to seek outside influences. As I understand it, Osensei came from a sumo background. There are claims that he studied spear, sword, and judo. I cannot verify these claims, but there is dispute to this day about his spear and sword background. He likely had some bayonet training as part of his time in the military as well. There are also claims that he was exposed to Qina when he was in China on two different occasions. Qina is a Chinese art using locks and throws, which is similar in approach to Aikido. The claim that Osensei was inspired by Qina in the creation of Aikido is a dubious one. The first time he visited China, he was in the military. The second time, when he was on duty as a bodyguard of sorts on a security detail. The purpose of both of these visits he had to China would suggest that he didn't have much free time to train, or even see enough of it for it to be a significant influence on his martial arts. Perhaps he saw a little and took away a couple of ideas. Who knows? Today, it is not unusual for experienced martial artists to seek out Aikido and train it to add more material to their existing skills. Even in my dojo, which is not huge, we have had more than a few black belt and instructor-ranked students over the years. Martial artists who realize they want to continue to grow often find other sources to learn from. Actually, all the most dedicated and well-rounded martial artists do the same thing. If you step back and take a thousand-foot view of the martial arts, looking back on it over thousands of years, unarmed combat uses anything and everything. A martial artist's style is often a subset of skills, tactics, or techniques which omit others. Boxing, for example, includes punching but omits kicking and grappling. As martial arts and even martial sports evolved over time, they tend to specialize so much that the things they omit tend to become significant weaknesses. A modern example we can easily recognize is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a very powerful art and effective at what it does. However, its evolution has turned it into an art which seems to be focused on scooting around on the ground and trying to pull an opponent into a guard. You introduce kicking into this picture, and this type of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is easily overcome. Many Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners seek out Judo training, for example, to improve their ability to take somebody to the ground so that they can go to work in their area of specialty. They realize Judo's specialty is in taking standing opponents to the ground quickly and efficiently. The more a martial art evolves itself away from general usefulness, the more its practitioners need to seek out other arts to make sure that they have a well-rounded set of skills. If you seek out a new art to study, and I highly recommend that you do, keep in mind how deep you want to get into that art. 
The benefit of a highly specialized art is how much time is spent improving the parts that they specialize in. You won't find a better punching art than Western boxing, but the question will be just how good do you want your punching to be? If you want to outbox a boxer, that is to prevail over one in his sport, expect to spend a great deal of time training in boxing. Trained boxers are excellent within their specialty. If you want to prevail over that same boxer in a street fight, then learn what he doesn't know well, which is likely kicking or grappling. Being well-rounded in your abilities is important for any martial artist. I've heard it said that Aikido is a complete art, and I've yet to see any validity to that claim. There are some Aikido practitioners who have augmented their training and become competent in a good combination of skills, but they did not get there through Aikido training alone, at least the ones that I've seen myself. Perhaps there is a dojo or instructor out there who's teaching a fully comprehensive Aikido, which includes these other aspects of real combat, but I've yet to see it. This is something I've been working on in my own Aikido and what I've been teaching my students for more than 10 years now and I believe what I'm doing is highly unusual, if not almost unique, in the Aikido world. Anyway, I wanted to give some kind of background as to why people seek out and train other arts. They need to train other arts because they have, in my opinion, over-specialized, and in doing so they have overlooked some important basics of hoplology. Hoplology is the study of human combative behavior. I myself came to Aikido with other martial arts experience, quite a lot of it in fact. A number of fellow students did too, although most were coming to Aikido as their first experience with a martial art or martial sport training. When people come in, it's easy to impose what you already know on what you are learning. In my case, I really tried to forget what I knew already so as not to taint what I was trying to learn with my Aikido. The only way you can really open up to new things is to make room for them in your mind. If you're stuck on how you've done things before, learning new things will be difficult and take far longer than if you can set aside what you already know in order to take in new concepts. Once you do this and can absorb new teachings, then you can blend them with your previous training and make them work together. It might very well be that your Aikido will take on a different flavor, but there's nothing wrong with that. For example, a senpai of mine, and a senpai is a student senior to you, from many years ago came from a Rukyu Kempo background. In fact, he was a Nidan, or second degree black belt in that art. Over years of training, his Aikido got to be excellent. You could still see the influence of his karate roots, though. His atemi were short and powerful, his movements were sudden, and his base was very strong. He truly blended the arts he trained in together, and it showed. The two arts complemented each other, and I can say that his Aikido was no less effective for it. In fact, I would say the opposite. His atemi was far better than any Aikidoka I've seen who's had no training in a striking art. One might ask if there are any arts which do not blend with Aikido, or if there were any arts which are so different from Aikido that they would actually be a detriment to it. Some arts blend with Aikido better than others, but I think they all have something to offer in preparation for training Aikido. The first thing is that training builds body and mind discipline. People, even with a dance background, have gotten used to getting their body to move in certain ways and usually learn Aikido pretty quickly. They also have some habits which must be trained out, and that can take time. I recall a fellow student who always pointed the toes on her back foot when she stepped forward. That took a few years to break her of that dance habit. Losing such habits are the hardest part of learning a new art. Once you've been diligently trained to do one thing, it can take significant effort to retrain that. As for the question of arts which are in direct conflict with Aikido, I don't think there are any that cannot be worked with. It really just depends on whether the practitioner is really interested in exploring a new path and adding different perspectives and thinking to their martial art. It's entirely a matter of the mind. 
the body is far less of an issue. Remember that the body cannot go where the mind will not let it. The greatest struggles I've seen students experience in training is when they were inflexible in their thinking. Their struggles came from being convinced they couldn't do something, they couldn't understand something, or they couldn't change their ways. I'd love it if I could tell you a simple formula for helping a student get past a self-imposed obstacle like this, but I really don't have one. You can demonstrate to them that it can be done and explain how to do it, but if their mind is not ready to let go of what is stopping them, the best you can do as an instructor is to be patient and let them overcome their internal obstacles in due time. You cannot teach someone a concept their mind won't let them learn. I'll wrap up with one thought, and that is in regard to an attitude that many martial artists tend to have. That is, that their art is better than others. Of course it is. That's why they are studying it. In reality, it is only better in their mind because the art that they chose fits what they are interested in. This attitude can be subtle, but realize when someone from another art comes into contact with you, even the slightest hint of this attitude can be picked up on. Practitioners tend to be pretty sensitive to such attitudes because they are so common in the martial arts world. All arts have some great things about them. If you take on the attitude that you are earnestly respectful and appreciate other arts for their strengths, you will overcome the attitude perception. Take time to put your art aside and learn what others have to share. You'll get far more from friendships and with other martial artists if you can look at them as having great material that you would like to learn. I especially encourage Aikido students to expose themselves to reality-based martial arts. There is a wealth of information and knowledge to be gained from those who come from the real world of violence. These are things which transcend technique. Often Aikido can get caught up too much in an academic bubble which has lost touch with the realities of attacks and violence. Seriously consider seeking out people who can expose you to this aspect of hoplology. It will be well worth the effort. What are other topics you're interested in hearing covered in this podcast? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall side and post a comment. Your input and engagement helps podcasts like these stay around. Please support it by liking, subscribing, and sharing. Enjoy your training.